0: Welcome to the What The Mum podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I will be your host. Every mum-to-be knows that as soon as she becomes a mum her world will change forever. Everyone is keen to give you advice based on their own experiences. Other mums delight in sharing their horror stories so that new mums are better prepared for what might happen. The lack of sleep, feeling exhausted most of the time, living in bodies with even more wobbly bits and never having any privacy. But everyone's story is unique. Everyone's experience is personal. On this podcast, I will be sharing real stories told by mums like you and I about their experience of motherhood and how life changes when you become a mum. This podcast is about showing you that you're not alone. We may not be in the same boat, but we are experiencing a similar storm. I hope these stories will inspire you to do what you want and be who you want to be. Anything is possible if you really want it and if it is really important to you. If you want to find out more about me and who I am, check out my website, mummyandabreak.co.uk. However, for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this podcast episode. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This podcast series, I will be interviewing six awesome women who will be sharing with us their mum stories. My guest today is Sarah Ariado, who is a coach, an author, and a public speaker. However, she is also a mum. Thank you for joining me today, Sarah. Hi, Maria. So glad to be here. So Sarah, first of all, tell us a bit about yourself so that we can get a sense of who you are.
1: Yes. So I am a mom. I've got a five-year-old daughter. I have two um, bonus sons that are 21 and 17. So I've got all of the phases of life covered um, and is different raising boys and girls. Um and then of course I've got a fur baby, a dog, and uh I've acquired a cat over COVID. And then a husband <laughs> who is the one that convinced me to acquire the cat over COVID. Um, I work full time and uh just working on balancing it all. Yeah.
0: And I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? We I always say to my clients, we're first of all individuals before all of these roles that on our journey through life we pick up because we can pick up so many roles that we can
1: forget who we are that is a great point because depending on what the questions asked of like tell us about you I pigeonhole myself into that box I do that all the time and I'm aware of this I just need to practice changing it because uh yeah I'm a person beyond a bomb and uh I enjoy doing things like yoga and dancing although i'm terrible at it reading and the beach and all sorts of things so yeah you're right we i definitely tend to do that where i'm just what question i was asked
0: so did you always know that you wanted to be a mom
1: i did But, um, forever I, I wanted to climb the corporate ladder and my goal was to be a CEO. So when people asked, um, you know, their standards for me, I grew up in a small town in the Midwest and my family standards just decreased for me. It was like, wait till you're married. Wait till this, wait till that. Well, I didn't get married until I was in my thirties, which for where I was from was quite late. And so they're like, I mean, you just need to like the guy. That's okay. I'm like, why are you? why are you lowering my standards? Um, So I knew I wanted to be a mom, but career was more important to me. So I just kept saying in five years, in five years, in five years. And um, I was surprised in 2014, I got pregnant and that was not part of my plan because I had just started my own consulting company. So that was not good timing. Um, But I was really excited and you know, everything was going well. My husband was excited. We went to the first appointment and got to hear the heartbeat, which was, you know, really special. And, um, and then when we went to the gender appointment, um, we found out that we were not having a baby, um, uh, which was really hard. I had had some cramping and some bleeding before that. And I had called the doctor and I'm like, I think I'm having miscarriage. I think that's what this is. And they kept telling me no 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 you're too early it's fine this is normal but I just kind of I just did kind of know uh, but I didn't want to admit it because I was so excited so that was a real bummer that instead of finding out if I was having a boy or a girl I was finding out that I wasn't having any baby um so yeah that was really tough and then um fast forward a couple of years uh we we kept trying and uh it just was not sticking. I think I had four more miscarriages after that. And I was done. I just, I, I decided I didn't want a baby. It was too hard. I couldn't handle it anymore. And so I I, whether you believe in God or not, I I said, you know, I if I can't do it anymore. So if it's not going to work again, don't let me get pregnant again. And uh along came my daughter. So yeah. And
0: that's the thing. I think all of us as women just assume because why would we think otherwise that we can we can get pregnant and it's easy to get pregnant but so many women and I think more than we realize have to go through that journey of for whatever reason either not being able to get pregnant at all or getting so close and then it not working out for them what advice would you give other women who are on that journey of they do want to be a mum, and for whatever reason at the moment it's just not happening
1: yeah so there I'll say a couple of things I think when we slow down and actually pay attention to our bodies we know our bodies best and it I had health issues that led up to this point for me to be in tune with my body and to really sense what was going on um, but you are your best advocate and you do know your body the best. As as good as physicians and practitioners can be, they're going off of textbook and they're going off of their experience, but they haven't experienced what you've experienced in your background and what you know about your health history. You know, we see pediatricians and we see our gynecologists and we see family care. We don't have one as women, we don't have one doctor that we see for everything. And so you know, advocating for yourself based on your experiences with all of those doctors and then what you've gone through. Um, So stay true to that because the second thing I'll say is in every profession, there are amazing people. And then there's also those that probably graduated at the bottom of their class, but still have the acronyms behind their name. So um, advocate for yourself, because I've had pretty horrible things said to me on this journey, like, oh, you're young, you'll have another one, or um, I guess you'll have to look at surrogacy and, 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 or decide if you even want to be a mom. Those are really insensitive things to say, especially to a woman who does want to be a mom and just found out by you saying, well, I guess you've had uh, miscarriage number four then. That's, that's how you're going to tell me that I just had my fourth mis- miscarriage. That's not professional. and It's not appropriate for anyone to say. So it has nothing to do with you, but you are your best advocate and try to be in tune with your body and listen to what it's telling you, whatever that means. Some people still won't be able to physically have kids, um, but is that the most important thing to you? for some women it is, I have several friends that have gone surrogacy. So they've carried, they've actually carried the baby, but it's not their egg. Um, I've had people that have gone surrogacy where it's their egg, um, but someone else is carrying it. And then of course I know women that have gone through adoption and all of those women are moms and all of those women love their kids. So that's really what's important. Oh, I love that. And I think
0: What you were saying about sort of knowing yourself and listening to yourself, I think that's a lesson for us in life, isn't it? I think, especially when we become a mum, we start second guessing ourselves, and only because you know we've just become a mum, we have a baby who is unique, there isn't one alike, and you can't practice beforehand, not properly. so it's all new and that for me starts to bring in lots of uncertainty which then gets you second guessing about is this right what would my mother do what would my sister do what would what would Lauren down the road do and it's a case of having the courage I think and I think it takes a lot having the courage to say look this is new I haven't done this before but you know what I'm gonna have a Good go and do my best and that's all anybody can ask of from themselves um and just really like you said tune into you and who you are because you do know who you are it's just sometimes we get we fear who we might be and whether that's acceptable when at the end of the day it doesn't really matter what would you say
1: oh my gosh yes so I will say that being a mother is like your birth plan. <laughs> at least it's like my birth plan. I, I was so organized and had it all written out. I have extremely low blood pressure. I have um, a blood type that if um, I had a baby with a different blood type, I'd have to have a shot, all these things. So I had it very clearly written out. None of the healthcare professionals looked at it. None. And it was a joke. It went out the window because I was going to have a natural birth and all of these things. And I ended up having to have a C-section. So (laughs) you can plan all you want, but it's probably not going to go that way. So giving yourself the grace to be flexible um, because I feel like the more organized and the more I tried to force things and be like, I'm going to be the perfect mom, the more difficult the situation was. Like I had a kid who, didn't sleep for four and a half years. No joke. Like oh, did not sleep through the night for four and a half years. Yeah. And it's crazy, right? It, if we have to give ourselves, especially as moms grace that we're going to make mistakes or not going to be perfect. And that's okay because nobody is, nobody is. Um, so yeah, definitely give yourself the, the space and the grace for that. And you asked me another question and I'm trying to remember what it was because I had an answer for that or some advice for that.
0: Well, I think it was just, I said, you know, from, from, from my ramblings, <laughs> what, what was your, what was your, your opinion on it? And I, and I said how, you know, we need to be comfortable in knowing that we do know who we are and we've got yes. to really listen to ourselves.
1: Yes. So that was the other thing I wanted to say that I think is so important, and I'm I'm sure you've talked about it on more than just the the episodes that I've listened to. Um, Everyone is different, and like with the miscarriages that we talked about, I felt so alone, like I was the only person in the world who had had a miscarriage because I was late for having kids for a lot of my friends, and no one had talked about it, not one person. It all seemed like it was easy, and it went to plan, and everything was sunshine and rainbows, they all li- lied. <laughs> they all lied because several people had. And once I started talking about my experience with the miscarriages and with the difficulty sleeping and gosh, how hard this is. I don't know what cry is what and and the difficulty with my partner um, as helpful as he is. I talk to moms and it's all the same question. They're like, what, do they, what does she want? Is she wet? Is she thirsty? Is she this? I don't know. I also just met her five minutes ago. I'm not sure. Let's figure it out together. So we're all just trying to figure it out. Um, and, and that's okay. And you're not alone. If you, if you are comfortable enough to talk about your experience, you're going to start to figure out that everybody has gone through something. So definitely give yourself grace for that too, because I was hard on myself at first. And Maria, I don't know if you feel the same way if you were hard on yourself at first but it definitely is a thing it's a stigma that we're supposed to be intuitive and perfect and everything goes right and that's not the case
0: oh my word it's I agree with you it's it's like an organic journey where there's lots of trial and error and you figure out like you said what works for you and what doesn't and I know that whenever i came to a decision point it was a case of okay what's best for me right now or what's best for us right now versus what's going to happen later on and it is that juggle i think between do i sort of take what i think is the easy route now knowing that there might be pain later or do i take the more difficult route now when i know it'll be better for me so that that all sounded a bit like um like I was trying to visualize paint something that that is out there so what I want to say is so let's talk about sleeping and there's obviously lots of opinions on how you manage your children with their sleeping and I've changed so when I was younger when I first had my children um I was a lot more strict when it came to sleeping whereas now when my son is six nearly seven my daughter is nine I'm a lot more calm about it. And the reason I've changed my mind is because I made up my own mind about what I want to do rather than what I thought Mm. I should do. And I think that's where it comes from. When you're comfortable with your decision because you know you're doing them for the right reasons,
1: life flows. Yes. Yes. Did you feel like you had pressure no matter what decision you made that it, it wasn't good enough or it wasn't the right decision? Did you ever feel that way?
0: Pressure from myself,
1: because like okay. you said, you know,
0: every mum wants to be like an awesome mum. I mean, don't wake up and go, do you know what, I want to be rubbish. Right? Every mum <laughs> wants to be like, do a really good job. We want to raise our children with love and Give them everything we can give them. And we want the house to be, you know, peaceful and happy and joyous. And it's all this pressure that I think we put on ourselves more than what other people might put on us. And talking from my my own experience. And once I sort of went, do you know what? It doesn't matter. They are healthy and happy. I'm doing my best. I cannot do more than my best. Um, life felt a lot more simple and don't get me wrong this is still an evolving journey I haven't completely worked it out by any means but like you said I'm accepting that I will make mistakes and when I make mistakes and it's impacted my children I actually say to them look okay then that didn't quite go how I wanted it to go we'll learn for
1: next time And, and they're more accepting of it Yes. Oh my gosh. That, so no one tells you about that to just own it. You know, we're all always taught or I was taught, you know, you, not that you cover it up per se, but that you explain it away or you avoid it or whatever the case is. But I started owning it myself. And even at five, she's like, Oh, I made a mistake. That was my fault already taking responsibility, which is huge. It's kind of goes back to what you said. Do I take the more difficult road now owning it or teaching them this lesson so that it's easier later? Or, you know, do I take the easy way out? So yeah, that's, that's really valuable. Um, I felt external and internal pressure. And once I kind of like what you said, a little bit different journey, but along the same path of where I just got comfortable with myself and making mistakes, then I quit caring what everybody else thought because I felt like no matter what I was doing, someone always had a different way or what they thought was a better way or what I should be doing. And so I finally just took a step back and I'm like, you know what? This is my kid, and I know them best. You know, you're not up with them at two, three, and four am. So, I just started really paying attention to what my needs were and what worked for me and then how she responded to those and this seemed to work for both of us this didn't um so yeah once I got comfortable with myself kind of like what you said it, it seemed to go better
0: and don't you think our children will respect us more for it because we're more open and honest with them and, and they won't, I think for me, you know, I look at my parents who are, you know, I love my parents dearly, but I think we sometimes can put our parents on a, on a pedestal. And then when something doesn't go quite right, we're like, oh, oh, well, that was unexpected. Whereas, you know, I want my children to go, yes, my mum is awesome, but she is real and she'll forget things and I'll forget things and that's okay. And we make life what we want it to be.
1: Absolutely, and I think it makes us into more resilient people as well, right? So that resilience piece is huge. I am finding out I uh I'm I don't spoil my daughter, but I definitely try to protect her from everything. And so now I'm having to take a step back and say, okay, it's okay if she feels at some things and, tears are fine. It's, it's okay. Because then it teaches her how to process her emotions and how to deal with situations that aren't going to go perfect. That, you know, there's not always going to be this bubble Mm -hmm. around you that ensures you end up on top or you end up, you know, at the finish line, the way that you want to. So um, that's a lesson learned. And, you know, again, being flexible that what worked last year may not work this year or what worked yesterday may not work tomorrow so yeah definitely lessons learned
0: so I I want to take the conversation in a slightly different direction we've obviously talked about the challenges of being a mum and becoming a mum tell me it can be one memory it can be a handful of memories tell me some of the really lovely things about being a mum that you've experienced
1: Oh gosh, you know, it all ends up being a blur and I'm terrible at documenting. I'm not a Pinterest mom. (laughs) So I definitely try to enjoy the moment when you're, when I'm in it, um, because most likely I'm not going to have a picture about it or have written it down. So my memory is all I have. Um, but you know, just the first time that they actually smile or start to talk or say mama or watching her experience things from an innocent, you know, two, three, four, five-year-old person, it's it's so exciting to see how pure and innocent they are and how everything is amazing, which is just really cool because I feel like selfishly, I almost get to relive part of my childhood in, in that innocent way, you know, not judging and just watching and observing. And it, it's just really cool, really cool to watch them grow and um and become real people gosh it's kind of scary too but but really exciting
0: I love what you said about like seeing things through our children's eyes because we we can watch them in the moment in what they're seeing so when they when they find something really funny and there's that real giggle from within their deep within their belly and you're like and that's infectious they're laughing and you may or may not find whatever they're laughing at funny but because they're laughing and that's and there's that real (laughs) innocent laughter we we start laughing or when they're seeing something that is amazing to them and their eyes light up and you know you can see that they're Viewing this event with amazement, and and I, I don't know about you, but I sort of get like tingles through my body, and I know this is this is like a moment. I might not remember this moment, but like you said, I'll remember the feeling and watching them and seeing their facial expressions, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the
0: best. So we are coming to the end of um, our episode together. It's been lovely, but before we go, I want to ask you. Any woman or or man who has been listening to our episode or watching our episode, can you tell us three things that you would like them to take away from this conversation that we've had today?
1: Yes. So they're all along the same theme um, and I learned them the hard way. So hopefully at least one of them is beneficial. Um, One, try to give yourself space to make mistakes because everybody has Everybody makes mistakes. Two, we didn't really talk about it, but I think it's really important because uh, 99% of the women that I met after I had my daughter experienced uh, some version of postpartum depression or baby blues. Um, so, again, paying attention to your body and ask for help. It is not shameful. It's very, very common. In fact, if you don't have a version of that, you are more of the outsider. Than the norm. So please seek help, um, in whatever way that you need it. That's a healthy way from a, a healthcare professional. And then number three, um, we had talked about, you know, what advice was the best that I ever received as a parent. And what I would say is I didn't receive great advice. The, the closest thing to that was I had a girlfriend whose daughter was similar in age. And she told me, to, you know, maybe this works for you. This worked for me, you know, give it a try. So she wasn't pushy. So my advice is follow your gut, follow what you know, because there's a lot of advice out there that worked for someone else. Maybe it'll work for you. Maybe it won't, but you'll find what works for you. If you listen to yourself and just trust that, you know, what's best for your child.
0: I love that. I think those three pieces of advice are so well, they're so needed, especially let's have conversations about things because like you said a lot of the time whatever we're going through whatever we're thinking somebody else is probably thinking the same thing so we're not in it alone and we just need to be brave and start that conversation and then people will go oh yeah me too me too yes and then you'll have this lovely community around you
1: yeah absolutely
0: now I know our viewers and our listeners began. I need to get in touch with Sarah. She knows so many awesome things. I want to know more from her. Make it easier for them. How can our viewers and listeners connect with you, Sarah?
1: Yes, on the social platforms. I'm at Sarah Ariado, A R I A U D O. And my website is mindful based healing, mindful
0: Amazing. Well, I'd like to say thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us today. It's been a pleasure. Loved it. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode. And if you did, then of course, please share it with other mums. I have lots more resources for you that will help you on your journey through life. Just visit my website to access them, which is mummyonabreak.co.uk. You can also find out details about my book, Busy. Take care and see you the next time.